Welcome to Pangstars. Today's guest is Mandy Goodhandy. She was born at 6.05am in Glasgow, Scotland on the 28th of... November. November. It's fresh in our minds. <laughs> Let me introduce our host. She's a sound healer. She's a meditation teacher and bicycle enthusiast Pang. bike snob i'm a bike snob i was riding my folding bike well i don't know i was riding through rush hour and it was so busy all the cars were stopped and i was like breezing through you know narrow perimeters in between the car and the curb and wondering why anyone drives a car in rush hour or anyone is sitting there i don't know do you have a car mandy no Yes, exactly. Downtown, downtown vibes. All right. You're teaching me how to use the microphone. Well, it makes like a little rustling sound because I'm quite bad at mixing. Okay, so I shouldn't move things around. Yeah. I should sit still. It's, it's more of a superstition than okay, anything. So the dancing is out. The dancing is out. Okay. I'm sorry. It we have a, a professional. A She's telling us how to run the show because <laughs> the mic. Because we have a Sagittarius with. A Scorpio rising, so don't fuck with Mandy. She will fuck you up. And she's got a Virgo moon, so she pays attention to all the details. Like, she was like, wow, this place is very messy. There's a lot of stuff here. Absolute, absolute shithole. Yeah. My, I didn't say that. <laughs> you didn't you say had, that, but that was not, the into the She did not say that my house is a shithole. My I'm mom would not like that. There's I'm a lot of things lying around, but what I said to her to, yes. to, to specify was... She lives amongst her stuff. Yes. That's what I observed. That's true. Yes. That's much more poetic. Yeah. Well, it's the truth, though, because we're Sagittarians, as you probably know, yeah. we're too organized a lot of the times. And so all my stuff is everywhere. Yes. Like it's in we're supposed to be. Exactly. But when I want to play yes. and enjoy something that yes. I enjoy, I have to go and pull it out. You, exactly. you just roll over somewhere <laughs> and it's right there beside you. It right? is. I have a lot of stuff. Like, it's all here. It's kind of like they're all my friends and they're all here. I can't. I'm a bit of a hoarder. It's hard for me to get rid of stuff. And, you know, you're a Sagittarius. We're involved in lots of stuff. We're always going places. We're all over the place. So I always have like a giant backpack of stuff. I'm not a person that can carry. And I saw you had like a big bag of stuff. <laughs> I do. I, what is in the bag of stuff, Mandy? Okay, the bag of stuff is not, it's my What's purse in is inside the bag. That, yes. See? Love it. But inside here are little food containers because Ooh. my she, uh, the chef that's at 120 Diner, my, my mm. restaurant, get piles things up for me and I take them home so nice. I don't have to do cooking. Yes, yeah. that's good. So I bring the containers back so that he can give me the things I'm going to pick up tonight and then I can bring the bag home. See? Uh-huh. There you go. I love that. She's organized that Virgo moon is on top of shit. <laughs> but don't... Sagittarius love meal prep. That's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah. She's, she always has like risotto, containers, I've got- rice hella containers of all kinds of nutritious or trashy food i was actually having trying to before we met i was trying to eat ramen in the bathtub well rather she was she was trying to make ramen in the bathtub a thing like i was trying to make it a a thing millennial thing i i don't know if i succeeded i didn't get to eat it because of timing but it's like flying too close to the sun which I do, I do not appreciate as the producer of this. Flying close <laughs> to the sun. Sloppily produced Shit. podcast. Wow. It stresses me out. Yeah. 
Well, you you might start a trend. You never know. You, you, maybe people will comment and agree with you and say, yeah. yes, uh, yeah. let's make that I a don't thing. want people to comment or agree with that. You I do d- not stand behind he was bathtub not ramen. He did not. I'm boycotting bathtub ramen. He, he gave me this look. It's like like Like, like mm-hmm. he gave me this disgusted Hot look. Hot foods in the bath. What? So I, these are like rules and demands this? that he's giving I you, isn't know. it? It's, right. it's an aesthetic thing. I'm a Libra, <laughs> so it's purely aesthetic. He loves the aesthetic. On an aesthetic oh, level. It's her house. She can do as she damn pleases. Hell but yeah. Just mm-hmm. in, a, in my gut, I just don't... I can't vibe with it. What if I ate an orange or something? That's acceptable. Oh, but I see. not like ice cream? What if I ate ice cream in the bath? That's also acceptable. Mandy, would you eat ice cream in the bath? Are I don't eat anything. No, I'm not. I'm you're a shower not. person. Oh, you're a shower person. Eating anything in the bath yeah, is vulgar. I, All right. Yeah, I don't like baths. No, I don't like oh, okay. bathing in my own whatever I, I carry around with me. And but what's the point? It's just the way I am. It's true. And what do you like? What is... What is the luxurious thing that you, is there something that you like love so much that you just like can't get enough of? Um, well, I guess it'd have to be entertaining. Yes. I love it that much that I just can't get enough. I'm always wanting to entertain people. And how did you get started? Wow, that's a big one. That's <laughs> it's time so for a big one. I'm assuming that since you're millennial, you haven't even read my book. No. Heard my CD. I should point out that... You know what? She's not a millennial. I think I'm... I'm the oldest millennial, allegedly, depending on, like, when you were born. But one thing that when I was looking you up, Mandy, I was like, oh, your business partner is Todd Klink, and I Mm. used to read his column when I was a suburban teenager. I used to read his columns in Fab and Extra, and I was, like, really into it. And I was like, oh, that's like, I just loved reading that. Like, I would just go downtown. I would go like walk around Church Street and I would pick up all the all the like community LGBTQ magazines and stuff because I was just like this suburban teen that was super bored all the time. And I do remember hearing about like the parties at Good Handies or like reading about it, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So like I, I was like, oh, that's Mandy. She is business partners with Todd, whose column I used to read. So like that was really cool. He'll be happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good writer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get a chance to do that very much okay. anymore because yeah. we have yeah. the club upstairs yes. and the d- diner downstairs. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of yeah. stuff that we have to do. So, yeah. and it's too bad because I love to see more of his art out there. Yes. You know. Yeah, I loved reading the column. It was really yeah, eye-opening. Just like he was a great writer. He like I liked that he just kind of was like no holds barred and just like talk about whatever. So oh really God, cool. yeah. His like, you can't shut him up. <laughs> it's like he'll just say things. It's like but but but, and I'm going kind of like well, Todd, you you really shouldn't say that. And then I stopped doing that because you can't. He's a Scorpio. But oh, you can't. Yeah. You have to just let him go and do his right. thing. And I loved it once mm-hmm. I got used to it. So you'll eventually get over these rules you're setting on people. I'm not saying rules. I'm talking to Lewis right now. It's my internal code. I see. Hot stuff and baths. But you know what? You can kind of get away with it because if you notice with an Australian accent, it's almost like... They can say whatever they want, but it sounds like they're inviting you to a barbecue at some it's point. True. I do love it's, barbecuing. You see? It's an Australian. And <laughs> so it always sounds just friendly, you know, and I, I like this. I am friendly. I, I try to please people, and it's mm-hmm. pathetic. Those very <laughs> well, to, backfires all the time. Yeah. Oh, backfires yeah. Backfires all the time. You ever try and be a good person to someone? Who me? Yeah. You're talking to the wrong like person. Blankly, I, like, well, both what? of you, both of you, Sagittarius. I don't try. I don't the, try to no. do any of that. I just, I I'm me. And then people will decide. And if people right. take the time and yeah. they want to invest the time, yeah, 
then they'll find out that I could be a good person to know. <laughs> but the sarcasm comes from Scotland, you see, the, the Glas oh. Glaswegians. Okay. So it's like when I was talking about your accent, and the Scottish accent is almost the opposite. The Scottish accent is almost like, no matter what they say, it sounds like they want to beat the crap out of you outside the pub. <laughs> True. It's just one of those kind of accents. We're very direct, and, and we've got a lot of sarcasm in mm. our humor, and people take it very personally. A lot of, yeah. lot of violence as well in Glasgow. Glasgow it's smile. Got a, it's got a history of. Um, I think it, I think the original one's Chelsea smile. I think oh, Glasgow's really? got something different. There's some violence. Yeah, there There's is like a, lot a museum of, of torture or something. Well, there, the murder, the murder rate's <laughs> more than yeah, more you than should London look that is. Because I never heard of that. <laughs> I, I'm looking it up because I swear I heard about it. But it's it's not more any more violent than any other place it's That's just true. you hear about it more because the scots are they, they own what they do they don't mm. lie about their nonsense okay. and so we're, we're up front about usually we're up front about what we do that's why all scottish people should be politicians and <laughs> take over everywhere because we'll tell you where it is you know the way it is and that's, that's it true. you know so and they have a uh, book fast is quite popular in um in scotland it's like a caffeinated tonic wine have you heard of Buckfast, it's a Buckfast. Yeah. It's, it's brewed in Devon, England, by monks, and it's a caffeinated huh. tonic wine, which mm. obviously keeps you awake. So it's a recipe for for mayhem, maybe. Is are you a, are you a big drinker, Mandy? Do you? Uh, yeah, I drink. Yes, yeah. I'm. I'm. I like to call myself a controlled alcoholic. How do you can? What do you control? How? Well, what I do, the way I do that, like everything else in my life. Um, I put rules on myself. There's no drinking during the day. Mm -hmm. So whenever there's daylight, I never drink. And I never drink at home. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. never drink at um, people's houses or mm. family events. I like that. So I kind of, this is the way I'm going to do it. And if I don't do it that way, then you're not allowed to drink at all. So you so you drink when you're essentially performing or out in the... I, in the I drink before I, um, before I perform. I should have said that. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm really not drunk when I'm up there. No, I, I drink after I'm done a performance, whether I'm doing a, a, a singing or whether I'm doing comedy. Mm. I, I will wait until after like I finish drinking. Like a sort of ritualistic wind down. Of the, yes, yeah. yes. But I'm also a happy drunk. Mm. Oh, I'm yeah, not, that's I'm good not as a well. nasty drunk. Some people yeah. can't really... I think alcohol is probably the worst drug just for the yeah. variety of like uh, moods that it can put you in in a night. Yeah, it's depending very, on the individual, I think. Yeah, Alcohol, you know, it it works that. differently on different people. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink. I am allergic to alcohol, so I oh. don't. And I never really tried that much, so I never really had... You know, I just didn't take, and I, I was a control freak. I'm a Capricorn rising. And so I just basically studied for most of my life, and I was just studying and doing, getting my grades, that's it. But, like, partying or letting loose is really not something that like I felt permission mm -hmm. growing up to do nor was I really that interested in it but then I I became an adult now I can do whatever I want because I don't have a mommy and daddy to tell me what to do mm -hmm. but let it be known that Mandy Goodhandy also is not drinking a drop in this house no, you're I'm the not. first guest to refuse any liquid refreshment so that was notable yeah. i totally noticed that that's true yeah yes i, I really when i'm concentrating on mm. doing something to me mm -hmm. this is important to me yes mm. to, yeah. to be able to speak to you too you yeah. know as a person and yes. not be drunk and, and you know the most the Respect. most professional guest we've probably had truly so far to be honest thousand percent she was courteous yet um 
Direct. Direct, yes. <laughs> I was trying to think of the word. Yes. We have Glaswegian sarcasm, which Direct. I was like, oh, I didn't understand. So I was like, oh, she criticized my home. That's <laughs> what my mom would do. That's what my time, mom would do, for sure. My yeah, mom that's a business. boomer thing as yeah, well. For, yeah. I know, I it's, saw her yeah. looking around and I was like, oh, shit, I've disappointed her. <laughs> we're, only, we're only 12 minutes in, but I can already feel this is going to be a very solid episode. I feel in good hands with good... <laughs> Good handy. I didn't even I didn't even plan that. Did you, did I'm just a natural. Oh, didn't oh, plan see, it. <laughs> there you go. That was very exciting that you came up with something funny. Aww, oh, nice. Aren't you a comedian, Lewis? Are you not a comic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was wondering because he messaged me to okay, do yeah. the show. Yeah. Mm. And then because you messaged me to do the show on Facebook, I assumed you already knew something about me. I did. Yeah. Um. I believe I messaged you way before about a spot at some at some show, but I don't think I actually went through and. Were we friends the... at the time on Facebook? Yeah. Um, and I ignored your message. That's no, no, like we me. had a, we had an exchange, but I, okay. for some reason I didn't. Um. I didn't bring people or something to the to the 120 oh it was a bringer show yeah i didn't turn up to it for some reason mm. there was some other thing oh so that was you yeah little jerk okay why am i here <laughs> i don't know why I are don't... you here and then i i come here i should have <laughs> just like, not shit. shown up you should have that would have shown me that would have taught you a lesson but i think it's better just to come on here and just uh air it be out berate you me. in front of everybody air out, yeah. air out the grievances i love, that. Yeah. I love being berated <laughs> <laughs> That's why I do this podcast to be oh, berated. Yeah. So you are the comedy. Okay, I, I yeah. figured I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I I knew of you. I knew you were like a like a prominent figure. I was like, let's get her on. Well, then why were you asking me questions after I said yes? Oh, come on! And then you were making it sound like you really didn't know anything about me. Where can we catch your show? Things like that. Well, yeah, I guess I could have looked it up on the website, but I thought you might have had. I mean, comics always like to self promote, don't they? Do I they? thought there might be a, a specific show that would be good to go see you at. Because Shah's oh. not really a comedian herself. No. She's kind of like an anthropologist of I'm comedians. Really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she likes it in a, like a voyeuristic yeah. oh, nice. David Attenborough safari. We, we need you. I mean, we need you. Exactly. Why? Because Tell me. you're the ones that keep us going. Tell us. People oh, like yourself oh, who, who come and support go. the comedy True. and enjoy the comedy. True. Then we can kind of learn from that. It's like we've got oh. people who actually appreciate that aren't other comics in, right. who can come and enjoy that's the show true. and watch the show and you can see what's working and what isn't working. True, that's true. So thank you and everybody out there who's who appreciates comedy and comes mm. to see shows. It's true. I mean, like I have probably been to 10 or less comedy shows in my life. I am more of a person that is in like meditation or fitness or yoga or that kind of world i am like so from a performative aspect as an instructor right you know you have a room you're dealing with the energy in the room i have a more controlled presence because people are there to relax or to move around whatever it is but they know what they want to expect and i can deliver that whereas you know for you guys like what you don't know who's there you don't know what might land or maybe you might because you have been doing this for a long time and you have an audience you may have a crowd and you can you know kind of play up what they might want from you or expect perhaps it's it's interesting it's an interesting you put it that way considering because yes over since I've had more years in a yeah. lot of comics, yeah. you would think that it would get easier, but yes. it doesn't. Interesting. It doesn't. And they think that's part of the challenge, and that's mm. what's part of the excitement. Mm -hmm. It's like when people are into driving fast cars or jumping off cliffs. Right. And what I, that's like that for entertainers. 
okay. we get excited. It's adrenaline. It's yeah. like it's part of what we like to do. Yeah. But you never know. Uh, the audiences are never the same. Yes. But that's part of the thing. Mm. And a good comedian <clears throat> will discover that immediately. And I'm, yeah. and see, I get to sit back and watch a lot of comics. And, yeah. And I enjoy watching other comics and watching them grow when they come back. Mm. They do more stuff. But a lot of them never learn how to read the audience. Right. And you cannot be a comedian no. until you can read that audience yeah and they'll say things to and i say well why did you why were you talking about that why were you making jokes about right. this when that audience obviously didn't like that right. subject well you know it works everywhere else it's like no mm. no but it's mm -hmm. not working here yeah so you need to adapt and of course they get mad at me yeah and it's usually the millennials yeah. okay it's not because they don't like to be told what to do no. meanwhile they'll ask for your advice well i'm glad it's very <laughs> rare though and like i hate to you know put you in in oh, you know no, a little box fine. but that little corner but because that's part of, of what i do my my uh, the third saturday of every month mm -hmm. is make me laugh okay and part mm. of the make me laugh show is to invite young comedians that are just starting out yeah they do four minutes of comedy and i give one minute of feedback Oh, cool. Very cool. But it's not roasting, and I, yeah. I'm not making fun of them. I'm yeah. just basically saying, why don't you try this or do this instead of that? Or, And most of them are listening now. Yeah. yeah. They never used to, though. Mm. You know, And that's the ones that are already in the industry thinking they're professional comics. Sure. And they're going to all the open mics, and uh -huh. you can't tell them anything. Right. Because they're sitting in a room with like 30 other comedians mm -hmm. all clapping for each other sure. and laughing mm -hmm. and it's like okay that's an easy audience yes let's see you do that with a difficult audience that's when you know you're mm -hmm. good yeah mm -hmm. it's when the audience is not laughing mm -hmm. and you want to try and make them laugh somehow right. so you kind of play around with it that take out this material no that's not working bring out this material and that's part of the craft yes. which makes it so exciting Deep. Mm -hmm. you know definitely mm -hmm. No, I love this aspect, um, you know, because you're a veteran, you're a fucking pro, you like, you know, like bring out some material. I'm thinking probably maybe some people don't have that material because they have just this, but maybe somebody wants, you know, something else, but maybe they don't have that because they don't haven't worked or, or written up or or have a deep bank of different types of things for the different types of crowds there can be all around the city, I guess. That's mm -hmm. really, really interesting in observation. Which is which is okay. Mm -hmm. um, it'll sure. take them time to build it, their, yeah. their stuff, but don't turn around and say something like, it works in other places uh -huh. to me. Yeah, right. That's when you can turn around and I can say to them, then write other material. Right. And adapt it. Like if you're up there and you're, uh, I'll give you an example, a heterosis man up there telling sure. gay jokes. Yeah. It's like, why are you telling gay jokes? You're yeah. not gay. Yeah. And you just establish yourself as a heterosexual cis man. Yeah. You have just lost 75% of that audience. Right. And you don't even notice that you did. Right. Or they'll go up and they'll insult women. And meanwhile, there's 80% <laughs> of women sitting in the audience. Right. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know, by doing that, mm -hmm. or they'll go up and, and make some derogatory remark about a trans woman, for example, right. when they, they have no idea about trans women in general. Yeah. And I never get offended by that, by mm -hmm. the way. If people mm -hmm. out there telling trans jokes, that's good. You yeah. just better be funny mm -hmm. yeah, when real. you're doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they'll go up there and say stupid things, and it's kind of like, okay, wait a minute. Do you even know any trans women? It's yeah. like you lost the audience. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then they keep going. Anyway, yeah, 
And it's like, what are you doing? It's like you did that routine last time you were here uh-huh. and it didn't work. So why are you still doing it? That, that always like hurts me when I see the same comics do the same. Because I've been here since October. Mm-hmm. Been here since October 26th. Um, and I sometimes see like the, the comedians doing the same jokes that they were doing back in October. I'm like, when I first saw you at that, like this like Mike, you like you did that bad joke then. But whether, like whether, so I was going to say, so if the jokes weren't working, then you're right. They shouldn't be doing it again. No. But you know, there's a lot of times you do material and it works and you keep wanting to yeah, keep I get doing that. it too. But it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like a, it wasn't a mantelpiece joke. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, a, for me, it would have been a threat. I, I try and come up with a new joke every week. I try and come up with a new idea yeah. every week. I try and keep So their it mother laughed fresh. and so it was okay. <laughs> I don't think their mother would have laughed at this joke. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's interesting. Like from from my perspective, it's like, why would I have like a canned set of five minutes? And if you're not making something new, isn't the impetus to be creative and have fun while doing it? Like as a creative person myself, isn't that the point? Not just, oh, I have a solid five minutes. I'm going to keep doing the five minutes. Like you would get fucking bored of your material. Like I'd get bored of it like the next week or something. There is two schools of thought on it. Like I noticed that a lot of, Uh um, in the UK anyway, like a lot of the older comics will say, get your five minutes down, get your five, your type five, just yeah. rehearse it. So, you know, it back to front. Um, but younger comics will seem to say that you need to try new things and you need to True. keep, like I, I'm more of the try new things school, yeah. but it is interesting like the way that, cause you're right. I think it would get a little bit boring and hackney because some of the stuff that you come out with fresh or even like in the moment is like interesting. And then you can kind of work with that and it's how it comes out. And things might be funny in the moment that on paper don't look that good. So there's like an ever like changing um, kind of work that goes on with that, with with performing it and then taking it back. Yeah. I mean, I think as comedians, you see, like you can have your material, but you still have to do more work because you, the payoff is someone laughing and you and that's a lot of work to do to mm-hmm. try and figure out, A, read the room, see if your material will land with them and then somehow be funny in your own unique way to make someone laugh. Mm-hmm. Let's say if I'm at a meditation class, there's no one expects anything from me. Like I like hopefully they're just going to be relaxed by the sound of my voice or by the instruments or be moving around in a therapeutic way that's about it it's something going on within their body i don't have to elicit a reaction it's easy to get someone to relax or slow down and breathe but i don't have to work that much harder so there's nothing for me to plan it could Mm. be you know as you all know like the same set you you might have the same jokes in your five minutes but it's always going to go off differently depending on how you are that day and who else is in front of you but I don't have to make anyone (laughs) I don't have to make anyone laugh so there's there's an expectation but it's not as high as people Mm -hmm. going to a comedy show expecting like it having a demand to be entertained and the demand is that they have to laugh so do you feel that sometimes some people are not disappointed or frustrated or mad because sometimes you just don't connect but then Mm -hmm. we're like what's that you know what's that i don't know well i don't let that happen only because Mm -hmm. of the fact i've been doing it for so long yes i know i can go somewhere else and maybe they'll laugh more sure it all depends on the audience like like you know i was saying but also with the kind of material i'm doing i'm educating at the same time so a lot of times it's not but um, bum laughs it's i'm telling a story Mm -hmm. i'm telling 
a, a thing. I'm teaching people about trans women and yes. about sex work and about yeah. all these things that they've never heard about. Mm -hmm. So I'm not always surprised that they're not laughing, but they're paying attention. The wheels are turning. Mm -hmm. And so there's something. So mm -hmm. it's kind of humorous storytelling, yeah. but with punchlines every now and then. And yes. if the punchlines don't work, then I don't do the punchlines. Uh -huh. I just do the storytelling because that's what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. You know, so the opportunity to get out there and, and, send, and you know, provide that message mm -hmm is the part that's just so rewarding yes because people are learning about things they have no idea about and Absolutely. they would never know that's an interesting yeah. uh, motivation for doing it it seems like much more of like a journalistic integrity rather than like a dopamine hit which is essentially what mm. like stand-up comedy is to a lot of people it's a it's a quick dopamine hit and obviously like a lot of cocaine and for the alcohol. performer for the performer okay, yeah. yeah it's a it's a it's a cheap it's not cheap it's uh arduous and stressful but it's like yeah. it's a it's a low vibration as you call it like form <laughs> yeah. of like you get the laugh you mm. you feel the jolt it's like having yeah. a cigarette or a cheeky bump of and whatever. it's so <laughs> fascinating you bring that up because it's true it's the same feeling mm. it's an addiction yeah mm. and okay. sometimes Chasing. i do a bit about that of joking about yeah. when especially when there's a lot of comics that are in the room mm. and i go oh look at these you know it's like the comics are here and they're all kind of do you have a set do you have a, do you have a, do you have a stage time can i have stage time do you have a can i do a bit can i do a bit and it's going and they're Fiends. like crack addicts it's Fiends. like get me yeah. a stage get me a stage yeah and it's incredible how that works out. Do you ever, you know? do you ever go onto the, the Toronto stand-up group and whenever someone offers like a spot on like a show, you'll see, you have to comment spot no, to I get don't, a spot. I don't do that. I'm sure Mandy does not need to do that It's like shit. watching... It's, it's like not watching, that I don't need to, it's just that okay. I don't want it's a good, to. Yeah, it's an interesting... interesting. Like, like watching pigeons flock around like some crumbs. Yeah, you, give you it to me. Me, me, 17 me. 17 spots. Yeah. Spot, spot, spot. It's funny because I will look at who's saying spots and I'll go, oh my God. It's like, are you still doing this? It's like, are you still trying to be funny? I are see. you still in this business? Are right. you? And it's the same ones over and over and over again uh -huh. a lot of the times. Mm. And... You know, God bless them, and it's sure. great that they're out there and doing it. But sure. I have to tell you, it's like anything. You're either funny or you're not funny. True, true. You know, and it's yeah. true. It's in yeah. your nature. It's part of who right. you are. Yeah. And sometimes mm. some of them are just trying. Somebody laughed at something they said, mm. or they were at a party, and somebody went, you should be a comedian. <laughs> right. And it's like, and all of a sudden, it's like they just keep going. And they're after the high, like mm. you were saying earlier every single time trying to get that high back lowest common denominator do you think like the 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 person who like laughed at their joke is kind of like responsible for that should you <laughs> should you never not give like pity laughs for that reason pity laughs because it's like, like giving it's like like yeah. giving someone some cocaine for but, the first time like that's I a, don't laugh if I don't think it's funny and yeah, that's I why wouldn't. I have yeah, the thing yeah, with make me laugh and whoever yeah. makes me laugh the yeah. most wins a prize hey. but if they're not i'm not going to sit there and yeah, laugh if it's not funny and i even it doesn't matter if it's a headliner it makes no difference mm -mm. if you can't make me laugh i'm not going to laugh i'm not doing i'm not going to do that for you because i'm not doing you any favors exactly yeah, yeah. you know and exactly. i don't want you to do it to me either you know if you don't think what i'm saying is funny don't laugh but i'm wonderful anyway and that's all that matters there has to be a, a standard in place there has to be some kind of like code like me not eating ramen in the bathtub. Mm. I've got a code, you know. It's like yes. there needs to be some kind of like map for what you're doing. You can't just be, there has to be some kind of motivation for doing it. There has to be some kind of like 
thing that you're working towards then yeah. whether it's just getting better or whether it's you're working sure. towards like um you know something i think you should just getting just over public get speaking i think that's great mm. i've had people that have told me that i took stand-up comedy because i want to get over yep. being nervous about public speaking sure. mm. and then i would go wow do it it's like it doesn't even matter if you're being funny or not that's just perfect. Yeah. get yeah. up on stage that. and yep. do it yep. and a lot of singers say that to me okay. they go well why are you so comfortable you mm. just kind of do a little joke then you go into a song and you're so comfortable as mm. an entertainer mm-hmm. and i said well it doesn't doesn't happen that way it just happened as i went along and i yeah. worked it all the time and i took comedy mm. because i was always doing jokes mm-hmm. you're from a scottish family you better be funny or you get drowned okay because you don't got, you got to get them back with those one-liners right. yeah. so it was like a bit of a competition you know oh. what i mean so that was just part of my nature and part of the way my family was yeah. always you know funny characters yeah. but you know but the thing is it's not always natural for people but i never had trouble getting up on stage but i feel i really feel for people who are so talented mm. but they're so afraid to get up on the stage okay you know and then when i say that to singers i go you know what it might take a little longer mm. but even if you have to plan it what you're going to say yeah plan what you're going to say come up with something amusing and interesting and mm. do it that way at first and then you you will find as you mm. go along those things will start coming naturally because you're now you're now reaching out and you are involving the audience, mm. which a lot of singers cut that off. Okay. Mm. They're up there performing and they're beautiful. Yeah, they're, they're, there's that. Yes, and the mu- the musicians are wonderful mm-hmm. and they're, they sound incredible. But if you lose me, mm-hmm. and I'm just talking about me as an individual, if you mm-hmm. lose me I, 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 and you're up there entertaining, then you're not doing your job. Mm. So you've got to connect with that audience. Mm. No matter what it is you're doing up there, you have to. I remember um, it was some pianist did an interview. He was, um, this isn't a joke, by the way. It sounds like a a joke, but there was a a piano player who was um, talking about how he like entertains, how like he projects, like what does he, what kind of energy does he project? That was the question. Mm. Um, And he was like, I don't really project anything. What I do is like, I pretend that there's no one else in the room except for me and like bring the audience in, in a sense. But I guess it is like, that is still like a, a way to perform. Um, if they're incredibly talented like musicians, intimate. people mm. don't need that. I understand that. Mm. It's um, they, they will be blown away by the music and just be dissolved into it. So, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. When you're a singer, it's a little different. Oh, yeah. That's when true, you're a actually, singer, yeah. you're not sitting at an instrument. You have no excuse. Right. Yeah. You have to reach out. Yeah. You have to. There and I don't even mean talking to the audience. It just means show some personality up there and mm. you know show that you love what you're doing and mm. enjoy it even though you already do but mm. the audience isn't seeing that right it is very different what you were saying about people who were um very talented but scared to get on the mic obviously the inverse of that is people who are not very talented but oh. are <laughs> but are not scared because mm. they're just purely i mean really what i was going to ask is about like the the sort of social aspect of it like people who are very funny and can do well but don't really have the 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 networking capabilities they can't really navigate the social aspect of Mm -hmm. it like maybe these people are a little bit sort of like uh disenfranchised or whatever Mm. or they're just weird you know 
I always find that interesting. Like, there's so many talented people who just don't know how to socialize, do business, or that. Mm. And the other side is people who do know how to schmooze and mm. suck. And it's like really yeah. sad oh. to see. I, I think you put your finger right on the whole um, comedy community right there. Mm. And not not to insult people because we're no, all different. Spill the tea, Mandy. But spill the tea. They, I'm not going to mention anybody in particular, but there are yeah. groups of people out there and all they do is book each other. Sure. And yes, there are these I little chums. And it's yeah. like, and they're all mediocre. As someone they, who, who likes yeah. to go and see comedy shows, like I'll, I'll be like, the same people will be booked. And I'm like, I'm, I'm bored of this collection mm -hmm. of people like, i want to see a more varied lineup i like to go and see uh -huh. it, and it's not fair to the audiences mm. really because like if you go but and they see, don't care about the audience they, they care, care about their own egos and, and what they're doing and it's unfortunate yeah. to see it and watch it and it's mm. it's happening all the time and it's unfortunate sure. because there's a new up-and-coming comedians that need to be seen there is and this is why i love the show that i do because i'm bringing uh -huh. in these new people yeah. and i'm telling them get out there and just mm -hmm. keep getting out there mm -hmm. but when it comes to networking i i suffer from social anxiety i hate people okay. i don't like to be around people <laughs> i do not network i'm telling you i don't yeah. network Understood. i i walk into if i'm doing an open mic which is very rare anymore mm -hmm. but if i am or i'm going into comedy club because i'm doing a bit mm -hmm. I will sit by myself or I will bring a friend that I can talk to because I, and it's not anybody else's fault. It's my fault. Mm. I, I'm crippled by that aspect. Mm. So the networking is very tough for me as well. I don't get invited on to comedy shows because I don't <laughs> network. Mm -hmm. I don't kiss people's asses. Yeah, mm. I don't to. go around. It's like I've reached out a couple of times and asked to be on people's shows and it was like crickets. Or there was extra name, we'd love to have you on the show, and never ever got back to me, right. and I stopped reaching mm -hmm. out, and I thought, okay, I'm not reaching out to you yeah. anymore. I don't need your show. I wanted to do your show, yeah. Yeah. because I want to come and have fun, yeah. yeah. you know, and especially if it's a comedy club that I love, and there's about mm -hmm. three or four that I just love in the city, yeah. but unfortunately, that is the way it is out there. I'm sorry, we're not even letting you talk oh, here. No. I'm listening. Uh, I like this dynamic, it's actually, because um, usually we, we pull up a planet chart or something i honestly just like the card part of it that's the part which i'm always waiting oh, to yeah. get to this is the fun part we we did we went through the plants we didn't we through the planet that's it's your all yeah good. it's fine we've we've done that we part did of it, it. i think i have to apologize though lewis oh. i'm sorry did did i i assumed you were australian am i horrible <laughs> I, no, and it's, it's, no 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 it has a very similar phonetics but still isn't that annoying when somebody they're still colonizers they're still there's I have the, family it, no, in Australia. I don't really have much regard for Australia, no. but oh, okay. because it's like a it's like a bastardized version of Britain. Like I don't find well, Australia. That's, cause, that's because Australia was all the prisoners from yeah. Britain, and exactly. that's it's that's like how it grew. Trash yeah, it's the, it's, it's the unfortunate, but that's the way it is. And the Australians, you can't yeah. deny that anymore. I'm sorry. This is the way. That's what happened. This is how you grew yeah. as a beautiful country. Now, I mean, obviously, they got they got rid of the criminals at some point. <laughs> but the thing is, with with it with England, with, with the the English, it's like I just didn't, maybe it's because you you're a little more natural than a lot of English people that oh. I've met. 
You know, the English have, have been annoyance to the Scottish for, for generations. <laughs> yeah. It's like they just wouldn't leave us alone. We just wanted mm -mm. to, you know, wear our kilts and, and watch our sheep. True. And the English kept attacking, you know, trying to take over <laughs> constantly. And it was like, how many times did you And it never... <laughs> caffeinated tonic wine. Like, I know, I, I, I agree completely. But like, it I, never worked. They never gave up. They just I kept hate, coming after. I hate English people. I'll say it. I'll say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a traitor. I don't give a fuck. Like, they're just... They're just like whenever i meet a british person abroad like oh, yeah. awful i i'm like oh is that what i'm like especially all these like british comedians as well i can oh, think boy. of like there's like two that are decent mm. i think british comedy fucking sucks yeah honestly. you leave the comedy to the scottish and the irish and yeah you know, like um oh what's his name frankie boyle he's he's great um i i can't think of any english comics that I actually like really genuinely enjoy maybe Stuart lee i like him i think he does some interesting stuff but there's like a weird snootiness to really? british people yeah it's like a it's like a removal like they can't be they can't say anything reckless it always has to be from a point of like oh can you believe this it's never like them that's why like uh north american comedy is like mm. far superior far superior but it's, because it's interesting considering um that the English have some of the funniest TV shows. Yes, that's the thing. And their sketch comedy is hilarious. It, the writing is on point, and it, it's it's just a projection of it. There's like a sort of uh, a reservedness. There's like a um, a repression. Uh, I do think, you think that there's, there, do you think that they're worried that the Queen's not going to enjoy them, <laughs> and then they figure they will shut up. They can't get on the, the Royal Albert Hall for the thing. <laughs> they don't they don't say anything that's like <laughs> because the Queen shocking. has a sense of humor. Yeah, if you ever, yeah, she's yeah. she's a but funny I, lady. But I bet you the, the British comedians don't make her laugh. Like she needs, um, mm. you know, Lewis Moles to go back and the fuck some shit up. Return of the Prodigal Son. <laughs> it's funny as well. Like I I message like some uh, just small shit town promoters. <laughs> like oh, I'm going to come back to the UK <laughs> in three months. Um, I don't suppose you have like a show that I like, can maybe get on. I've been doing comedy pretty thoroughly. Like ten shows a week in like Toronto, but mm. like oh yeah, we're like booked up until twenty twenty in the upstairs of some pub, and it's like maybe it comes mm. across as entitled, but it's like the, I mean this is obviously at Toronto. There's like so many mm. mics there, um, and it's different over there. It's way less, uh, especially outside London. It's just there's nothing really there. What if it makes you feel any better? countryside. Yeah. You know, if it makes you feel any better, it's like what I said earlier. Even they don't ask me to do shows either. So it's mm. like, and I've reached out and I got crickets. So <laughs> it's, what can you do? But you can be on my show in December if hey. you're available. I would love that, yeah. The third That'd Saturday of the month. Okay, I'll message you and you Excellent. can be on that. Yeah, come and have Prosperity. some fun. I'm sorry. We, okay. No, no. No, no. One thing that I was thinking through all this is like, you know, it's kind of like, this is a really mean girl thing to say, but this is the best analogy that I have. Spill the tea. I mean, I was at the mall and I had a bath. What do you want me to do? <laughs> um, it was like, oh, is it like, you know, when somebody goes like, oh my God, do ugly people know that they're ugly? Like, do, do unfunny people know that they're not funny? The point that I'm making is the self-awareness seems mm. to be missing. Even Mandy, when you're like, oh, somebody is not connecting with the crowd. 
or, or they don't understand that they also need to kind of reach out energetically or like involve mm. other people in their charisma but perhaps some people are just autistic incels who don't have charisma mm. and are just on the mic to want to <laughs> say some like shitty things about women mm. or say some shit about some trans people mm. or s- make a fucking period joke when you're a white man who's never had a period yeah. and I know you never yeah. ate a woman out on her period because it <laughs> wouldn't fucking squirt mm. you piece of shit but like you know a lot of it is like um just saying the, the social aspect of it like like people wanting to be part of a crowd which i find very sad wait mm. what trying to like comedians who just like like to be part of a of a community a and to be part of a yeah, they're little group. And, be, they're little group, and it's like the yeah. social thing it's not that they're working yeah. on stuff or like trying to be better yeah um i mean i like i love people in in comedy like you know, shouts out Matt Duffy for letting me sleep on his sofa for three weeks. You know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for like comedy, really. But like, mm. it's not all about just like making friends. It's I know like, you're right. There's, you know, but the business. thing is, and you're right. There's a lot of really great comedians out here in Toronto. I, mm. I should clarify mm. that too, and not make it everything sound negative. But mm. and there's some really talented. Toronto comedians and mm. a lot of newcomers who are just coming up who are, are brilliant. Yeah, I and was, it's beautiful to watch. I've always recognised, um, like, like Canada and Toronto as being like a like a hub, even from the UK as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I always recognised it as being like um, an interesting outlet because it was like, I guess less, I don't know, I, I guess more weird than American comedy in a way, like more surreal, but still has the same like. Um, just being in tune and being like reckless and being sort of like in tune with themselves and self-aware in the way that like um, British comedy is not. So I've always like mm. seen it as like a, as like a really interesting like um, like there's just, that, like there's so much out of uh, out of Canada like Norm Macdonald like yeah oh yeah there's a lot it's, of it's our best rich. comedians it's we true. lost it's them to the states yeah. because yeah. Yes. there's more Money. opportunities down there but it's and but it's not even about the individual comedians that are big it's about the the like the mentality of of canada as a country and the kind of like the character of i don't know it's like less vulgar than america but more like earnest than britain and you know we have some of the hardest audiences in toronto and this is not an insult we have some of the toughest because they're very sophisticated when it comes to their art here in canada that's true and they're very tough Singers, music, it doesn't matter. It oh, doesn't yeah, matter if you're a performer. Kind of holding their body exactly. It's kind of like, you everyone better knows. entertain me or I can't be bothered. Yeah. And you know why? And I like that because yeah. it's tough. Yeah. And yeah. you need to work at your art or get out of it. Yeah. You know, and that mm. sounds harsh, but it's the truth. It's like you were saying the self aware, the people yeah. who are all out there and it's like, oh, I'm going to go on this show. I'm going to do this sure. comment. I'm this. I'm wonderful. Yeah. Even though they're not. Yeah. They're not like that when they're alone. Of course not. Of they're course probably not. just as the most scared people in the world who are trying to look like they're confident at something. Of course. Because if you say something to them, they break mm. the most. Mm. And I learned that lesson, mm. you know, with certain comedians. Ones right. are, and it's kind of like, you're not funny. Why do you keep doing this? You I know, and then they'll come up, yeah. and the worst thing you can do is ask my opinion. <laughs> and they'll come up. And, you know, the whole room almost goes quiet. And it's like, yeah. you're going to get honesty from her, so don't ask. And I won't tell anybody anything unless they ask. And so I've had a couple of people say, well, what do you think about that, Mandy? What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, it's really not good. <laughs> and you really should be working on your material. It's like, what do you mean by it? Then they get all defensive. And then I Quiet. learned my lesson. I thought, you yeah. can't even do this. Don't. You can't. 
yeah. try and help people. A Sag will so. always put their foot in the mouth, and a Sagittarius <laughs> will always tell the fucking truth. Like it's true. Like if somebody asks mm. me something, I'll I I won't I will not humor them and be like, oh that was okay. Like in the rarest situation, mm. I would say like, eh, like I would be straight up direct, blunt, honest. Yeah. I'd be like, well you know, like this is what I thought. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think that was the I best. Like the... you could have done this. Like and honesty yeah. is. Like, yeah. that's the truth that people need to hear. I think that's the reason why, like, British comedy isn't at that level okay. is because mm-hmm. when you perform in these upstairs of pubs in, like, the countryside, it's, like, just it's just people there wanting, like, a cheap laugh. And you, mm-hmm. you it's like gong shows a lot of the time. Oh, okay. So you have yeah. three minutes to prove yourself, and it's given mm-hmm. to the audience if they want you on for, an, for yeah. another two. And it's, like, you're not going to hone your craft in these environments. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to be good at comedy you're gonna be you might get last you might get to a point where you're comfortable and you can do it but it's like you're not making anything interesting you're just like being cheap and it's it's, and it takes mm. like a discerning audience to like show you that and especially in toronto as well like there's so many different pockets of comedy as well there's like the safe space mics and then there's the Mm. more like no holds barred mics and then there's the kind yeah. of like neoliberal yeah. mics oh, like really? the middle of the row yeah i don't know yeah. anything like from a from a political standpoint i guess you could call them you know it depends on the, the person who's producing the show and the host as like well. not necessarily the venue itself but yeah. people mm. who put together certain shows but they're usually pretty upfront and and you know which is oh, good yeah. yeah you know they're honest about mm-hmm. it they go we i don't want dirty jokes that's fine mm. they're, they're entitled to that you know sure. my comedy show is a simple matter of say whatever you want but you better be funny <laughs> I like that. You know, and it, it better be kind and it better not be hurtful. Yeah. And it yeah. better be funny because mm-hmm. that, that's mm. important that you do it that way and you would think they would learn by now. Um, the other thing, what were you saying earlier? And um, I don't know. We went off on another It tirade. sounds like, no, it's all honesty. good. You were talking about the honesty. honesty. The thing, don't you think that people should be endearing people like us into their lives and yes. not shunning us? Yeah. It's like, they tell the truth. Yeah, I want that I person lie. around me. Mm. Yeah, I never yeah. lie. Mm-hmm. I, I never lie. And then especially if I get to an altered state of consciousness in which my consciousness is raised, I will only always ever tell the truth, right? Like Mandy was like, this is a, she didn't say it was a messy house, but she was like, yeah, you know, a lot of spiritual people have a house like this. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm like, that, <laughs> that would be a, me. That, that was a very lovely like that, way that would to be put me. it. That was, very, that was very sweet, so thank you. Well, it was because it's not, it's not well, a dirty no, house. No, it's not dirty. No. There's just it's, a lot of shit in it. Exactly. Yeah, and for real. And I love like, all my stuff things, and, and I think it's really it's, fascinating. It's me. It's you my did life. hit the nail on she the head. She did get it. She has, a, she has a theremin here. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, exactly. Theremin, plants, has, all uh, kinds of shit. Who's that? Raji Simon? The guy next Yogi to Yogi Bajan. It's Yogi, Yogi Bajan and then a Basquiat photo. And then a strange Ku Klux kind of looking thing, but actually it's a Mexican... What? Catholic thing. The little, what? little hooded guy. It's from Spain, you racist fuck. You see, this is why I would never oh, say anything. I just love calling you racist. You're the one with the KKK. Uh, no, it's not. Figurine. It's from Santa Semana. It's from Spain. Spain does not equal Mexico, although Mexico was colonized by the Spanish for gold and all the rest of the shit there. Okay? You just asked for that, Lewis. Damn, you did. Well, those You're, those uh, those uh, Spanish are pretty racist, so. Oh, here well, we go. <laughs> they did, but... I'm not going to go Let's there. not get into this. It was it was funny the last two episodes where we got into a bit of a fight, but... Oh. Um, Let's not do it. 
Let's not do it with <clears> when let's do some cards. Mandy's. Yeah, let's do some let's cards. Let's do some cards. That's a good. Mandy, you have crystals out Yeah, I got crystals. I got it's cards. Exciting. Mandy, have you ever had a tarot card reading? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens yes, when I we have. do this. So um, I'm going to be shuffling the cards here. You just okay. tell me when I should stop shuffling. And stop. All right. I stopped. Now I have to cut this deck into three separate piles. Just let me know where I should do that, whether it's like halfway, a third, two thirds, etc. There you can see. Just let me know where I should cut the deck. Okay, cut the top part just down a little. Here? There, perfect. Left or right? And um, go right with Here? that one. It's okay? Yes. Okay. And then go into the middle. Yep. And put that on the other side, yeah. Uh, how far down? Here is okay. Yeah, that's okay. that's middle-ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or I can get a little bit more. Are we happy with this? That's about halfway. Yes. No. Yeah, drop a couple a, cards. You just let me. Yeah. Know. Drop. Drop a few. She's got a Virgo moon. I it's gotta be good. precise. Is yeah. this better? Yes, that is. I yes. like that. That's okay. exciting. Yeah. She's happy. There's okay. going to be a party, I can just tell. To, okay. to your specifications. And now we're going to restack them in any order you like. So let me know where I should go and which I should pick up. Okay. Um, go to the right, please. This one? Yes. Okay, I'll pick this up. Where shall I place it? Um, I like where it is. Do I have to shift it? No. Shall I put it back? Okay, yeah. The, do you want me to the, take the middle with the one on the left? Shift middle those two. Middle on top of this? Uh, no, to you the other side. You want to change them in the direction? Yes. Like that, this? Okay. Like that. We got to restack them to make one large card deck, though. Okay, so let I'm, me know how I should do that. Okay, I see. Yeah. Why am I confused? Oh, no. no so you want to restack? You yeah, want to pile them back up? Them. Yes. In whatever okay, and you order want me to like. tell you which ones? Yes. Okay, sorry. put the right down first. This one? And yes, on top there, yeah. like you were going to. Yes. Isn't okay. that where you're going? Okay, mm -hmm. and then the next one, put that on top of that. All right. There. Boom. It's done. I'm scared. No, okay, don't go ahead. I'm scared. <laughs> Yes. I I wasn't sent that I oh, wasn't good. sent the test in advance. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to pass or fail. Okay, fine. All all we do is see what's happening. So past, present, and future. Okay. Let's I'm open for this up. One. Yeah, me too. <gasps> oh, okay. we got a major arcana card. Mandy, mm -hmm. play your instrument. We will yeah. all play our instruments. Okay. This no is only can say. What did you say? The second time this card has been pulled the on this yeah. show. The you first know, time was yesterday. Marissa Cristiano, mm. also a star. And and to be honest, I think that we get this when we have like we've got like a special like true comedian here because like honestly, when I see this, I'm like, okay, she's got something special. Could you describe the appearance of this card, Mandy? It's, there's a star and the star. Um, it's in the, floating in the air and it's different colors. It's um, greens and reds and yellows. And then there's smaller little splashes of light around the star. And then the bottom part is a little smoky looking, but a nice smoky looking. It's a beautiful description. And I'm hoping that's, is, is that correct? Yes. Do, do I get Spawn. points for that? Okay. All right. So we have right. the star. This is number gotta do my very, Roman numeral very 17 poetic there's a good tradition of um scottish 
poets. In the description. Well, it was like the Moors, wasn't it? It was like yeah. the Scottish Ooh. Moors are lifting up there. It would have been good star. good stargazing out there. Star. Oh, there it is. Do you want to read this out, Mr. Moult? I'd love to. Standing outside on a dark night, you gaze up at the stars and sense glimmers of wonder and hope. Even though you can't find concrete answers to life's many questions up there in the sky, you can't help but feel comforted and renewed, such as the energy of the star card. Mm. It is not about actions or situations. It's simply about connecting to the part of you that is hopeful and serene. This force will bring light back into your life and infuse you with positivity. A lovely card. Mm-hmm. And that was the past. The past. That is a beautiful okay. card. All right. Let's look at the present. Let's see what happens when I turn this over. Wow. We Ooh. have another major arcana card. Ring a bell. And bang the bang the drum slowly. I feel like I'm doing an orchestra. This is so exciting. <laughs> I've never seen it's, this card before. We have not seen the judgment card. And oh. and even in my many couple of years, many years, I have been reading this for friends for a long time. I actually don't often see this card. So it's number 20 on the Major Arcana. Mandy, why don't you describe what we see here? Well, I don't know if that's a dove or an angel, but um, floating up on the top part. There's a being with wings. It's not really a bird. It's like a different. Um, it's a bird and a person. Now, the lower part is more, it's darker, and it has other little birds flying up. But the important thing I see in this card is the angel um, figure mm. is letting off a beautiful, brilliant light that is lighting up the darker area that's below which would tell me that there's hope, something is rising, and um, everything that you went through at any point is is going to come to light. I think this card represents um, you and the open mic comedians oh. that you're bringing <laughs> light You're bringing to. the light Very of light. awareness to you okay. as they rise from the darkness. It's like, it's not all, it doesn't all have to be dark. Yeah. The word judgment conjures up fear and guilt in many people. This card, however, concerns itself with another aspect of this word. It's about seeking truth. No more blaming yourself for others. No more excuses. Now is the time for forgiveness and personal freedom. This card asks you to rise up, let pettiness and fear fall below you. Expand your wings and be reborn. What a relief it will be. God damn. I like that. That makes sense, too. Because sometimes I find myself falling into that situation. Okay, yeah. You know, where I'm almost letting people kind of drag me down to to feel bad about certain things when I I have to do the opposite and kind of go, okay, I know where I'm going. Yeah. I know what I want, and I don't need your approval, and I don't need, you know, to think that I'm being, um, you know, forgotten and ignored. Yes. Which is what I do feel in the community sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not the singers. The singers are wonderful, uh-huh. but the comedians mm. with the, the, the lack of invites, the lack of acknowledgement, the uh-huh. lack of come and do my show, right. you know, that kind of thing. But I don't need that anymore. But yeah. it took me a little while right. to kind of go, this is hurting me. 
Yeah. Like it hurts, mm-hmm. you know, and like they're doing all these queer friendly shows okay, and yeah. LGBT and yes, we're doing all sure, these. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm running around. There's like maybe two T's in the whole city. Yeah. And For I'm real. thinking, OK, Honestly, you haven't even invited me. Where is this you're LGBT? The, you're the, you're, you're the like OG the, as well. Yeah. <laughs> you're the original. You are the original. The OT. I used to say that on stage. It was part of my thing, too, was the initials for the LGBT. I go, I'm almost almost been every single initial imaginable <laughs> through my whole lifetime read my book What's like, your, I, um, I've, I found this quite interesting there was there's uh, obviously the, like there's like safe space mics um but i've i've a uh, there's a there's a comic who is uh, disabled in in three quite significant ways and he did not get uh, like a priority bump as lgbt people would or female comics would really yeah, I found that very surprising. And it kind of like, I, I think that a lot of this, is, a lot of like the so-called safe space thing is actually mm. a little bit cynical in its in its engineering. It makes them you, feel good as people. Yeah. And it's that's the like important a, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a social kind of, as a, yeah. like, like a way to be on the kind of quote unquote the right righteous. side yeah. and to sort of, like cushion yourself yeah. some way. It, seems, it always seems like people are very outspoken about it and trying to bully other people, mm. have something in themselves that they can't quite. Yes. Do you? Do you? Do you? Like, Almost do you totally. Yeah. I, it's the people that I always say this. It's always something I've observed. Most victims out there in the world are bullies, and they hide behind the victim. As in, don't blame me. Oh, that, ah, that, you know, I'm upset. You, you upset me. And it's like, no, you're bullying people to think the same way as you do or you don't accept them because they don't agree with every single thing you're saying. Mm. That's bullying. Yeah, for real. And then they feel good about, oh, I'm doing a safe space with LGBTQ right. people because in their heart, they feel they're doing something for the community. Mm. They're doing something for themselves. Yeah. But and using the community without an without yeah. the actual sincerity or the compassion required to to give like not credence to that, but just to to actually show that your heart's in it, not just to say, like, I've got this crown and I did this thing. I want to tell you that I did this thing. It's not mm-hmm. even about making others feel welcome or then, safe, maybe. And then to refuse it. It's um, the truth. Usually. Usually. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go to ahead, refuse, sorry to uh, refuse a lad with, you know. Uh, Down syndrome and autism, like a bump, like just like a bump on the mic, like it's, mm. it just seems so like strange. It's like no, it's it's like strictly LGBT that get the priority bumps, and it's <laughs> like really, yeah. Are you saying? Are you telling me that this 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 dude has a has a like easier time than like a lot? But of, then like, he's not LGBTQ plus. And is white, but, that includes but like, differently yeah. able. Like if you were differently able, then you had like you'd get first on that's an the airplane. Worst, that's the you'd, worst. You get on an airplane. That's the first, worst card I mean. to have. Like being gay is like it's it's Scotiabank. It's money. It's like it's King Street West. To a certain it's like, extent. To a certain extent, yeah. Like it's not a. I mean, would you kind of agree that it's not as like a it's not a marginalized thing anymore? It's become well. kind of the power in a sense, like. Well, it certainly took people long enough to wake up to it, but I, yeah. I agree to a certain degree that that is that is that that is happening. Right. Uh, now it's all about reaching the gays because that's where the money is, yes. or reaching the queer women because that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the gays and the queer women are doing the same thing; they're getting kids, 
they have money that they, they they need to spend the money on their children just like the heterosexuals yeah. have done for generations yes. mm. and so people decide to reach out to the queer people because they figured they were unencumbered. Mm. So uh-huh. on the other hand, it's kind of offensive because they're kind of saying, oh, well, you're gay, you'll never have children, you don't have responsibilities. Yeah. Mm. You know, and that, that's not always true. It's, it's up to individuals. But yes, the corporations took their damn time. Mm. I was in the Pride Parade before transition yeah. uh, years ago. There was no corporations. Mm. They wanted to have nothing to do. Was that when you were the Grand that. Marshal? No, no, no. It was way okay. before that. Yeah. yeah, Grand Marshal was all corporations yeah. when I was Grand. That was 2010. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is way before. This was like, you know, late, late 80s, early okay. 90s. Yeah. Um, and there was like just a few floats that you mm-hmm. put together yourself yeah. and, and people marching and demonstrating. Now, the thing is, like, everything has has changed, which is fine. It's grown. It's yeah. becoming something else. Yeah. But what upsets me is the fact that these are corporations that want to have nothing to do with us. Yeah. Mm. Just want your money. Until there was money. Yeah. Yeah, that really bothers me. Yeah. You know, it really does. And people who hide behind the flag mm. really bother me. Mm. It's like, put that flag down. I want to see who you really are. Right. Yeah. What is it you're doing for the community? Are you doing it for the community? Yeah. Mm. Or are you doing it to boost your career? Mm. you know it, oh i have this you know show it's lgbt friendly <laughs> right. you know and we love you and we care about you and it's mm. like in meanwhile you're the one walking off with all the money and yeah. not paying your comics right yeah. so who are you in this for and you're the one that's getting all the media attention you're the one mm. out there going i'm doing this for you and you know, this person i would assume or these organizers or whoever it is can I assume fairly that they are not LGBTQ and they are probably white men? Are they? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Do I'm just saying, but I'm just saying. What's interesting is it's actually not. Okay. And you, no, no, it's idea. not. If you mean white cis men, it's yeah. not. No. Okay. No. Right. I mean, you what get is? the occasional, you know, gay men that might be putting on okay. some sort of a show. And, I'm just curious. And, you know, there is situations where it is all about them. But it's, okay. it's mostly people who identify as queer, which is interesting. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're queer. Yeah. And we don't know where they're queer mm-hmm. and what they're queer about, mm-hmm. but they're queer all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're putting together these shows mm-hmm. because it's now a niche. Right. So they're not they're standing out more than mm. just the general like an shows. affectation. Because mm-hmm. they yes. added the didn't they add the Q on to the end? LGBTQ. Q. That's a recent. Yeah, it's there. Um, it's it's been there for a while. There used to be two Qs. Yeah. Mm. There was the the questioning and the queer. Mm. And and A was always at the end, and A was allies, but now oh, they have okay. AA because you've got the asexual and yes. the allies. Right, right. And so it's it's a lot of of letters, and that's why I usually just generally say queer in general, yeah. which is you know a term that that we disowned so many years ago, but now we're owning it. Mm. You know, it's interesting how is, things that like come back into fashion. Yeah, well, yeah. Once you're not afraid of something. And I've said this a million times on different shows. Mm. When you show you're afraid of a name, Mm. they've got you. Yeah. When you show you are not afraid any longer. Yeah. You're free. Absolutely. And it's the same with terms like shemale and tranny and all trans women out there go all crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, no, you can't say that's derogatory. But then why are you letting them make you feel that way? Mm. Yeah. So once we own terms like that, I'm not saying people should call us that because yes. no. I don't agree. Of course. But once we show we're not afraid, 
then they'll leave us alone because there's nothing yeah. No, yeah. no longer to be You're like for it. yeah well i'm this so like why are you calling yes. me what i am like yes. just like fuck cards off. on the table yes. yeah. it's like, like any bully it's any bully i mean yeah. you stand mm-hmm. up to a bully you let them beat the crap out of you and you just take it it's yeah. like they'll leave you alone because you're no longer a challenge mm. so when somebody wants to hurt you and they call you a derogatory term it's interesting and you react yeah. as an oh you're scaring me yeah. you're giving them what they want huh. But when you turn around and you go, that doesn't bother me. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, what's your problem? You know, it's like, so that's when it is. And unfortunately, the mm-hmm. trans people are still going through that right now where we are afraid of certain terminology yeah. because it's being used in a hateful way. Yes. And you know what? I, I have a question or like I, I actually do have a friend who has told me this is a cisgendered man of color who has told me he's like, well, you know what? Maybe I would transition but it seems like it's too overwhelming or too difficult or like at this time maybe maybe there's other things that this person has to work through but if I try to put myself in this person's shoes this person who had like a Christian hypocritical father mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. this person who had very dark skin and grew up in a colonial country where my family is also from who experienced racism has complex trauma from their childhood, from growing up in a country where white skin or whiteness was not the norm, but like praised. Like mm-hmm. if I had lighter skin, I'm an Asian woman, if I had lighter skin, I'd be better. You know, I'm looked upon better. I'm not, I'm going to stay out of the sun. I'm going to white my face, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this person like, you know, so absolutely, Mandy, the fact that you're like the OGOT, right? Like, like, you know, of course your presence and your, you know, you're being here and being visible and still having to educate people, still having to educate people Mm. about all of this is needed and necessary. And, you know, of course, I'm sure that this episode also will give a lot of hope and a lot of, you know, a lot of listeners, a lot of things to consider. Mm. But, you know, I can imagine that it must be, have been so difficult, even, you know, when this was happening for you, for anybody at any time, it is still an onslaught of a lot of like just so much difficulty uh, or or just I don't know if I want to say difficulty like all life is suffering thank you Buddha but you know just a lot of people do not have the courage or like there's a lot of internal work that has to be done a lot of healing and a lot of understanding who you are Mm. within to be able to come out and be who you actually are that's a whether it's bravery or whatever it is, many of us at all different levels in all walks of life go through that in in different ways. Maybe not as dramatic as other things, but like all of us kind of go through that because we can, you can spend your whole life. And I know a lot of people that, not just this person, a lot of people that are on some level playing a game with their lives mm-hmm. and are absolutely hiding the true self inside but one day you're gonna be older and it'll be late or maybe you'll be sad that you missed the boat when you were young and beautiful mm. you could have just like you you didn't have to be afraid you could just step out and do whatever but and and i could imagine that people of your generation also because they were different you know just it was different some people coming out later in life i think i had some friends who's parents or their dad had come out like like at middle age or or later and like I understand there can be a bit of wistfulness or regret or like there's so many things going on 
as we go through our journey of life in in admitting or accepting who you are period i don't care if you're gay straight trans whatever mm -hmm. we all have a challenge in understanding and accepting ourselves period do you and have any ourselves. um do you have you any know? regrets mandy um regarding you're going just... to regrets? Why did you go to regrets? <laughs> Do I have regrets coming just, on this I just, show? I just no. wondered, like, uh, um, like, like, is there anything you would have done differently? Like, is there any, is there anything that if you could go back and tell review? your like past self something? I would do exactly what how I did it and, and what I did. I like that. I would, yeah. I would do it the same. I would do it the same. Yeah, I would. I, I know yeah. that with all confidence. Yeah, yeah. Even I though that. I transitioned. Um, and I hate the word transition, but mm -hmm. you know, yeah. for terms that people yeah. understand. Yes, I, I did th that when the timing was right for me, mm -hmm. and it was my decision, and it was yeah. my my feeling, and I was strong enough mm -hmm. to go screw mm -hmm. you. Yeah. I'm going to live the way I want to live. Fuck yeah! Oh yeah! And it happened with every stage of my life when I was coming out, which yeah. I must have come out eighty five thousand times. <laughs> you know, I've yeah. done everything. All of the become, letters in the alphabet. I don't know. I, I haven't been a kangaroo yet, but I've done. <laughs> I have done, you know, all these, all these kind of, okay, and always announcing to my family. It was yeah. always a big drama. Oh, guess what? I'm Every this Christmas. this week. I was thinking about this uh, today. I was like, um, I'm not looking forward to anyone in my family dying, but like what a show that would be. Like in terms, because obviously, like they would give me ten minutes to to do like a, like some standard. Well, if, to if someone in talk your family, about, if, if I was someone like, in your if family to, like, do, passed, you would do, do a stand-up. If set? I had to do a eulogy for oh my for my grandma, oh, like it would watching? it would be it, I would kill Jeez. for starters. Like it I would see. be. So you would use that <laughs> as a benefit to you. I would to do, do it, comedy. I would do it in in honor of her. Like like she would <laughs> she would look. she would love. Does she context. know this? Does she know this? <laughs> she will now. I feel like it would be weird yeah. telling her this. I think you need to. If you're going, if you're Do planning you so? on doing a eulogy that's comedy, and she loves that idea, then that's good. But oh, if yeah. she tells she you, you have to give her a, an option. You can't just <laughs> go up there and start cracking jokes. No. You know, you, you got to ask Granny. Granny, he wants to do... Co so, you know, let her no, know that. It's, trust me, like, you're reading the room. It oh, will here be, we go. It reading, will be yeah, a, they're crying and they're sad. It'll be a That's celebration. No, it'll <laughs> be, trust me. A like celebration I've, of life. I'm, I'm adaptable. And if it isn't, then I'll switch it back <laughs> to it stoicism. I, I, I doubt very much I'll be around for that. But please, if I am, invite me to this, this, this event. I would love to see it. So back to your friend who was who was who's worried and, and afraid yeah. right now to transition yeah. i i wanted to kind of you know say something on on that fact mm -hmm. you know the thing is a lot of people have like myself are living the way we've always wanted to live yeah. but it was because a lot of the thing a lot of the reasons is because it was convenient for me it mm -hmm. wasn't he's going through uh he if he wants to be a she i'm not sure how he wants to be mm -hmm. you know yes, yeah. at this point but um it's going to be harder and and I don't want people to think because I'm all happy with who I am that right. it's that easy it's not yeah. and you know it's it's very very tough because you do have to take into account how does your family feel yeah. how do your friends feel yeah. and I worried about it we all worry about it and the thing is because the worst thing that could happen to someone who's trans is for someone they love mm -hmm. to say no I don't I can't accept this yeah and yeah. it's a tough thing to do I was able to do it and I wasn't afraid of repercussion. Yeah. My mother was born again Christian when I yeah. transitioned yeah. and um, 
I was so scared that I would go home and I was wearing baggy clothes and I, mm-hmm. I was tying my hair back and I was, and, and, and finally I turned around and I thought, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, I was living as a woman all the time in Toronto and I'm hiding it from my mom. Mm. Yeah. And, and you're, she's born again. And, and so the way I presented her with it was, this is my life. I'm not looking for your approval. Yes. I'm not even looking for your acceptance. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I need you to know as your child. Yeah. This is how I've always felt. Mm-hmm. And all I want from you is just to don't stop loving me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I put it that way to her, everyone's an individual. She really thought about that one. Yeah. And she thought, I've got to wrestle this situation with the Bible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was yep. hard for her. And yes. I told her, I said, Mother, we're all transitioning through this. Yeah. And if you slip... Mm-hmm. And you call me by my birth name. If you slip and yeah. you say a pronoun that I'm not comfortable with, yes. I won't even correct you at this point mm-hmm. because that's your prerogative. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But just keep in mind that I'm just, I'm still your child. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and once I gave her that permission, yeah, she never slipped. Yeah. Wow. And she learned my name. She, yeah. she changed the name. She changed the pronouns. Mm-hmm. And that is respectful. Yeah. But I was just lucky. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. See? And I'm. I feel so bad for other people out there who don't have that comfort and and you know that kind of a situation. But it's not always bad to wait until you're older. Okay. It's yes. Not. That's a good point. It's the time when anything is the time for you in mm-hmm. your life. The universe. We're like when you're ready. You're ready. You're right. It's not mm-hmm. a thing to be regretful or sorrowful over when it's time for any of us to yeah. change something take that leap or just like step into our authentic selves Mm -hmm. i think that's Mm. always so important and i and i think it's i'm glad that you also mentioned that your mother was a born-again christian i i and this is why like i had after my father died a year and a half ago um well and also because there was this hot evangelical christian that i was like into (laughs) i started going to church honestly that's why See, she's, it's a, because she's an of, anthropologist. She, she's a voyeur. I, I am, right? I, I dip into subcultures all the time where like, I get involved. So comedy. I had gotten into exploring. And you know, everything comes from the Bible. It's it's mm. so it so informs Western society or literature. I was an English lit major. So like everything comes from the Bible. So I'm like, okay, let's see what this is about. Everyone uses allegory. Like, you know what I mean? Let, let's go and let's see what happens. Yeah. It's marketed to millennials, like hot Australian pastor tattooed, knows how to, you know, the show is nice. There's music. People are very happy and, and the vibe is great. Like energetically. You can read the crowd. Mm-hmm. Energetically, the vibe mm-hmm. is amazing. The pastor fancies himself a comedian. Lewis, I got to take you. You got to check this place out just for the vibe. If you let me do, if you let me do a, a cheeky five, then, yeah. then I'll go. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But at the end of the day, organized religion, Christianity, patriarchy, mm-hmm. colonialism, mm-hmm. capitalism. Let's just go back to how harmful the Christian church or organized religion, all organized religions have been to people who are deemed, quote, non-normative. I have friends 
who didn't get as lucky as you, Mandy. I have friends who don't have a family. I have friends mm. who's who's like in like they're torn apart by it. Yeah. I see how like how much pain and how much lifelong sadness mm. they have to overcome because their families rejected them because of the Bible or whatever yeah. else. And that breaks my heart. Yes. So if although people are nice and compassionate, yes the community is great like people are positive Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day if you're saying that if you're reading some literal book from like a gazillion years ago where the the mores and the social rules were different and not applying to now and saying that like this is wrong like i can't stand by it and Mm -hmm. it must be dismantled for all of us to be Mm -hmm. free or for all of us to feel that we can have that we can get together and that there's some hope in this world for us because if you don't have it then what do you have right i have a little cousin in singapore where my family's from who had the same name as me i don't know what was going on in her head but this poor little 16 year old girl took her own life imagine at 16 you have you have like the whole world in front of you you don't even know what it could be like and that like you know, that's sad. So then what was going on? I don't know, but I hope, you know what I mean? Like what most do we of have? The, most of the Bible that. and most scriptures by, from, from these organized religions were, were written by man himself yep. at his convenience. Yes. And they decided what the rules were and they used organized religion to scare people into thinking and living the Control. way they think it should be. Mm. And so that was obviously part of the thing when I was talk, ever talked to my mother about religion, which we did not go down that road mm-hmm. because I warned her, yeah. I will not go down this road with yeah. you. And, you know, and she'd been, well, God wrote the Bible. No, God did not write that Bible. <laughs> okay, the Bible was rewritten probably many, many times by different kings and popes deciding what's convenient by for them. Sad, sad little blokes in yeah. robes with uh, and the, yes. right. And you know what? And those are the, those scriptures are the ones that we should be fighting against, not the other way around. Those are the same yeah. people who put on these yeah. uh, put on these certain shows <laughs> and <laughs> pretend to be. Uh, you know, save space, but actually they're doing it for their own ends. Well, yes, exactly. They Make it about, convenient for the, yes. Yeah. They it's working to be about for them the, and not everybody else. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I'm sorry, there was another card there. Yeah, that's there? right. I got the final card here. And this is the father or the king of pentacles. Mandy, why don't you describe oh, this? Oh, yes. Well, the, the, the card, um, look at that boy, version that you have <laughs> is, um, it's, um, is he an elk? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it <laughs> it's like a deer. Is it a deer, elk, elk or, you know, that, that kind of situation with uh, beautiful, beautiful horns. But again, the horns are beautifully colored, uh, the beautiful multicolors with a pentacle in between the, the, the horns. And pentacles uh, are usually to do with money. Yes. Or giving That's something right. to somebody. So it looks beautiful. Either I'm going to get money. Hell yeah, you are. Or all you people listening are going to send me money. <laughs> Oh, you're going to buy my book? My book, Just Call Me Lady. Oh, okay. And my CD is called Just Call Me Lady. Yes. And I just finished putting together a big musical, combining my book with with my music, and it's called Just Call Me Lady. So it looks like I might even make money from that. Hey. It looks like like it's got a pride flag on his thing. Yeah, yeah, the the first one looked like that, too. It was kind of like the the pride colors. Making money from from pride. But not in a Scotiabank way. In a righteous way. I will never be able to make money from pride. God knows we've tried (laughs) every year and it doesn't work. (laughs) 
No. She wants a she wants a cut of this pie. It's yeah. like it's like the it's like the mafia, you know. You need to give uh, Don Don Mandy like a gotta give her a gotta give her a taste. You know? I think being part being part of of the the community can can make you money, but not pride mm. itself. Pride's mm. a nonprofit, and it's kind of yeah. they don't give us any money. Kiss the ring. Well, yeah. the father of pentacles or the king oh, of pentacles yes, okay. is the culmination of the lesson of pentacles. And indeed, you are correct. This has to do with money, wealth, like career, job, home, like all that kind of stable security stuff. So it's a steady and entrepreneurial. And you did. You just did a plug for all the music for yeah. the book. Get the book. She called Call it. me yes. lady. So steady yeah. and gentle calm temperament like it's an earth energy right this is an earth card um but underneath all that earthy steadiness is a passionate an incredibly passionate person who prioritizes the stability of job family and home entrepreneurial and diligent at work does not drink a drop until the show is done so <laughs> it's true go. and a true pleasure to know consummate professional mandy good handy absolute pleasure wonderful that's the reading let's uh let's play out all right oh we're playing out uh, i think that's a good time to end it okay. unless you have anything else to say oh no i famous don't want to be taking words? up all your time i don't have oh no it's okay i thought you had to, I thought I you got had to, to do my somewhere. commercial Ooh, and we okay. got to offend as many people as possible so we did our job <gasps> yes. didn't we i even got your country wrong <laughs> You see, I don't mind. So, there you are, and yeah. and I got you a booking. Insult You're going to be on my comedy show in December. Yes. See, that's why you take the beatings. You take the beatings. You get the bookings. There you are, Char. It was, Char, it was a it was a pleasure yes, being on here. It absolutely. really was, and wonderful Thank speaking you. with you. Thank you for coming. Oh, this is so a Pang Stars classic. classic. I'm calling it now. Ah, nice. 